Welcome back to Seder Stories, the official podcast of Holy Cross Athletics presented by UMass Memorial Health. As always, I'm your host, Kevin Gale. On this episode, we sit down with Crusader cross-country great Mary McNaughton Collins. Now, Mary was a two-time All-American in cross-country and an All-New England swimmer for one season with the Crusaders. She graduated the college back in 1987 and earned her MD from the Brown Dartmouth Joint Program in Medicine, plus a master's in public health from the Harvard School of Public Health. Today, she's a primary care physician and director of primary care recruitment at Mass General Hospital. Mary, welcome to Seder Stories. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, Kevin. I'm uh, delighted to be here. We'll get to your remarkable career in medicine, but first, I'd like to start from the very beginning in your hometown, not too far away in Wilmington, Mass. The newspaper there actually called you the top distance runner in Wilmington High history. And if the Wilmington Town Crier says it, it must be true. How did you find your way into competitive running as a kid? Oh, well, thanks, Kevin. Well, I was a swimmer uh, first off and didn't start running until uh, high school. So uh, we had a wonderful coach, uh, Coach Frank Kelly, and he recruited me out of the lunch line. I think I overlapped swimming and running for a little bit and then decided that uh, I was going to hang up the bathing suit. Enough of the chlorine. I had been doing it since like age nine, swimming, you know, four in the morning again at five at night, double sessions. And I just was so excited to be at Wilmington High School and participate in the Wilmington High School sports, which was terrific because as a swimmer, I was at the Wubin YMCA. So it was sort of YMCA swimming and it wasn't associated with, uh, with my school. But anyway, yeah, that was freshman year that I started running cross country and had a great coach, great teammates, and then got recruited to college to continue running. And since I had only started freshman year and we had a very low key coach, you know, I was really excited to continue running through college. You know, these days, sometimes you hear about kids getting burned out, but we were fortunate at Wilmington, very low key program, a lot of potential left to run in college. I wanted to ask you about that. You mentioned the burnout, maybe getting over-programmed. You were an Eastern Mass champion in cross country and track. In fact, four of your individual records still stand at Wilmington High, but maybe most impressively, you were class valedictorian. Did you know at that point in your life that medicine would be your calling? I was just out with my uh, Wilmington childhood buddies. We've known each other since we were three. We went out to dinner, 110 Grill in Woburn on uh, Friday night. We get together periodically and they still laugh. One of my friends, Susan, was in my second grade class and she's just like, you know, wouldn't it have been great if we all knew in second grade what we wanted to do like Mary did. So apparently, you know, right around then is when I was vocal about like, I'm going to grow up and be a doctor. So actually at first I had uh, nurses in the family. My grandmother was a nurse. Uh, Haverhill Mass is where they're from. My aunt. But it was my grandmother who said, uh, you know, you got you can, you know, study hard and you can be a doctor, you know. And back then it was sort of like. I remember people saying, well, you're a woman, you know, girl, you got to be a nurse and what have you. But so I had encouragement from my grandmother for sure to pursue that. But yeah, I don't know. I was one of those kiddos that that's just what I wanted to do. And um, thank God got to do it. So and still enjoy it. So you had a clear path from a young age. And I'm assuming with your credentials, you had plenty of outstanding colleges you could have chosen from. But you chose Holy Cross. How did that move to the top of your list? Well, actually, and maybe we'll talk about this later, but there was an athletic scholarship that I received from Holy Cross that made the decision easy, uh, especially for my parents. So the other places that I was accepted to and offered to run uh, were Harvard and 
uh, Brown. And so I was, you know, thinking about going there. And then uh, Holy Cross just gave such a phenomenal scholarship to, to run at Holy Cross. And we went up, I went up with my parents, we met Coach Al Halper. I remember he wrote me a long letter in purple pen, uh, recruiting letter. You know, he was just reaching out and I mean, nothing about the other coaches at other places, but um, it was it was fabulous. It was just a perfect fit for me. And then, uh, yeah, I, I'm just so happy. No regrets on the decision and grateful to Holy Cross. Got and my purple on. Got my purple on today, Kevin. I hope you, you know, noticed that. I know. Me too. You, you're really repping the cause today. We appreciate that. And I think it's safe to say it did pay off because early on, I think it was your freshman year, you had a calculus class at Holy Cross where you met a fellow runner named Jim Collins. How quickly did that connection grow between, it seemed like, a love of the sciences and competitive running? Yeah, no, exactly. Uh, and it was so fun because I think, you know, you talk about relationships and having a foundation. So freshman year, we were just great friends and enjoyed running together. And we just had a big team. So it was sort of that posse, like all the women's team, we hung around with the men's team. There was a place at Holy Cross where a couple of the senior uh, men had it's called the studio. We would all hang out there. It was just so much fun. And so Jim and I were just great friends. And that was just in the beginning of sophomore year that we started dating. And then the rest is, is history. But so we, we were definitely uh, great friends before we were boyfriend and girlfriend. And how valuable was that relationship moving forward? Because I've heard Jim say before that he really felt like he was a support system for you and, and really encouraging as you were balancing so many different things at Holy Cross, between the pool, between the running, and of course, between your academic pursuits as well. Yeah, no, exactly. Oh my gosh. I, I do credit him with uh, supporting me. I felt like athletics came easily and with the academics, I... I definitely had to work harder at that. And it was challenging at times because, you know, we'd, we'd hop in a van and drive to Notre Dame for like, you know, a, a meet or, you know, you drove. And um, I was a wimp. I would get classic, so I couldn't do my homework in the van. So I would just sit there and think, oh, my God, I should be in the library. <laughs> you know, I got a test on whatever day. But it, it didn't really. I mean, Jim would always just be like, you know, it's going to be fine. Quality studying, you know, you, you know, you'll just turbocharge it when you when you go to the library, when you return. So I think it was that sort of thing. And then with Jim, I feel like we were like he academically, you know, he worked hard, but it came a lot easier than than the running, I think. And so I, I feel like I would encourage him and support him that way. So I think we were both, you know, scholar athletes, but but each of us had one that came easy and we didn't have to think about. And then the other, we had to work a little bit uh, more at. And so I think together, we it was sort of the flip of what, what came easy and naturally and what we had to work at, so. It's been a long love story. How many years together now with Jim? So I guess it's getting close to 40 years together, um, but 32 married. That's incredible. And we'll talk about your two careers a little bit more in the next segment. But I wanted to ask you about the opportunity to swim for a season at Holy Cross as well. We talk with a lot of current student athletes and specialization is so key because sports are more competitive than ever before. But how valuable was it to you to compete in two sports during your time at Holy Cross? Looking back, I'm psyched that I was able to do that. And it really was more of a fluke. Um, back then we didn't really have all the cross training like facilities. So we didn't have ellipticals or there might've been a bike somewhere, but I was injured my junior year in cross country, I think it was. And so 
I was just up in the pool because that was natural. Like I told you, when I was a little kiddo, I swam all the time and I was just doing laps and um, or doing my own little workout because I just, you know, there's nothing, if you're a runner, there's nothing like running. And so I was trying so hard to stay in shape. And um, that's when coach Barry Parento would see me up there and he would gab, chat a little bit. And then he was just like, Hey, why don't you join our team? You know, we've got, he had three freshman recruits. I felt like the old lady on the team, like grandma, I think they call me. So he had three phenomenal recruited athletes. And uh, so I think I lucked out by being able to get on that relay team. And um, so, I mean, I did other races as well, but the relay team with the three freshmen and then me as the junior, it w- that was great. And I think I was their travel captain or whatever. So, but then it just really made me just so much more excited when I came back to rejoin my track team. And they would always say like, hey, when are you going to get out of the water? Like, when are you going to come down, you know, come back here to the field house? But so, yes, yeah, so I really, to be honest, I think it was, it wasn't my plan to do it, but mm-hmm. it was it was fantastic that this coach gave me the opportunity to just join. And then, and then that my track and field coach, cause I was in a scholarship, you know, allowed me to, to swim and then return in spring track. And I feel like I, I got better by that season of it being a swimmer again. You mentioned earlier how influential coach Al Halper was in bringing you to Holy Cross, but you also worked with Jim Cavanaugh, who just oh. retired from Holy Cross this summer after 52 years. Oh my God. How did he help you grow into an all-American distance runner? Oh, thanks, Kevin. Oh, my gosh. I would say that he was the men's coach, but for the women, not just myself, he was just the glue. He was always so calm, so supportive. He would be out there, you know, be running around up in the uh, up in the outer fields or down on the, we used to have this uh, green monster sort of, we call it this track. So Coach K was always around because the men's and women were close teams. And he would just, you know, you'd go running by on an interval, sprinting by, and you could just hear his voice and so calm. And he would just say just the right thing. So I always felt like, you know, that was a huge benefit. And the, and the, and the men's coaches back in that day, um, there was Bruce Stearns was, oh, Bruce was an assistant for, I think, Al Halper, but Coach Dow, you know, the, the, the teams were so close, the men and women's teams, and the coaches were fantastic. But, but Al Halper, I think, was a very strategic and uh, made sure that we were peaking, you know, at the right time of the season, you know, would have us doing hard workouts, but was really good at making sure that we were peaking um, near the end and not before. But yeah, no, Coach K, we're still close. My husband adores him. He was just out to dinner with him recently. And uh, we know there's a big celebration this fall. We're going to be there uh, in September uh, for Coach K. But, um, and then when my daughter was running, um, she was all American in MIT, you know, so recently over the years when we would be at the BU track or, you know, the different tracks and we would always see or outdoors, we'd see, uh, coach, coach K and, and would hang out with him and he would cheer our daughter on, you know, just as though she were one of his athletes. So we've stayed in touch with coach K right along. He's remained supportive and awesome. We can't wait to celebrate him. That's great to hear. I, I feel like based on all the people who have already committed to coming to that celebration, they might have to move that fit and field. I think so many people want to celebrate with Coach Kavanaugh. I, I wanted to ask you one more thing about your time at Holy Cross as an athlete. Uh, you look back on your accomplishments uh, inducted into the Varsity Club Hall of Fame, but what fills you with the most pride about your competitive years as a runner and a swimmer? Wow, that's a, a, a great question. I guess it would have to be achieving as a athlete, all American status that freshman year and sophomore year. And, and just 
being surrounded by my, my teammates, some of them also were all American and knowing that our coach was just so, so proud of us. And, um, you know, we weren't running to get all American. We just running to do our best. But I think that that probably as far as an accomplishment goes would be that I guess the legacy of just the friends that my husband and I still have over the years and the relationships, I think I'll help. We still get Christmas cards from. Um, and so I guess the enduring friendships and how like some of our closest friends now are our Holy Cross tracksters, men and women and their families and our kiddos have all, you know, grown up together. So, so yeah, I guess if it looking at like trophies or plaques, it would be the all American status, but more, more the enduring friendships that still, still go strong. Let's take a short commercial break. And when we get back, we'll continue our conversation with Mary McNaughton Collins right here on Sager Stories. At Fuel America, we've created a place for people to gather, to share their stories. We are a destination and we are a starting point because Fuel America is not just our name, it's our mission. We are UMass Memorial Health and innovation is something that defines us, that drives us to discover new ways to provide answers and hope, to provide opportunity and access and equity for everyone to redefine what medicine can do and how it can heal relentlessly. Wegmans Meals to Go makes eating well extra easy. Power up with one of our poke bowls or poke salads. They're made with all your favorite sushi ingredients and served over your choice of greens or grains. Pick from shrimp, king salmon, ahi tuna, and more. And poke is just the beginning. Our fresh-made salads, hand-rolled sushi, and other favorites can be delivered right to your door with a simple tap or click. Order on the app or visit Mealstogo.com. Select stores only. Minimum $20 order for delivery. Check availability in your area. Hello, I'm Richard Carr of Carr Financial. As a proud alumnus and sponsor of Holy Cross Athletics, I know the importance of making a game plan to set up your team for success. Why should preparing for your financial future be any different? At Carr Financial, our dedicated advisors have decades of experience helping people like you put together a customized financial plan. Contact Carr Financial today and let us guide you toward a life of success as you define it. Call 508-795-0264 or visit carrfinancial.com. We are UMass Memorial Health, and innovation is something that defines us, that drives us to discover new ways to provide answers and hope, to provide opportunity and access and equity for everyone, to redefine what medicine can do and how it can heal relentlessly. Welcome back to Seder Stories. I'm Kevin Gale, joined by former Holy Cross distance runner, Mary McNaughton Collins. Now in June of this year, we celebrated the 50th anniversary of Title IX's passage into federal civil rights law. Mary, how do you feel those doors opening for you as a student athlete back in the 1980s compared to maybe some previous athletes who, who didn't have the same opportunities in women's sports? Oh, yeah, Kevin, I am so grateful for what Title IX provided me. That athletic uh, scholarship that I received to attend Holy Cross, to get to compete as a runner, compete as a swimmer, you know, all the while pursuing my pre-medical studies. I just am so grateful for that. 
And it was really like, you know, got me where I am today. I definitely would say that's, that was the key. And what an incredible launch pad. You graduated on from Holy Cross to a trio of Ivy League programs and, and picked up two advanced degrees. How do you think the College of the Holy Cross helped set you on such a remarkable career path in medicine? Oh, I mean, as far as the size of the college goes, so small to medium compared to some. And so we had such a great connection, like student professor ratio. So both my husband and I really look back and realize just how well we knew our professors, how, how much uh, interest they took in our lives, not just in the classroom, but sort of whether you're an athlete or theater or whatever, they were interested. So I actually, and I, and I think that being a, you know, Catholic or Jesuit institution um, service was so important, um, sort of ingrained in us. And so I think my husband and I have just uh, followed along that, what we learned at Holy Cross in terms of paying it forward or giving back service-wise. And so he's thriving as a professor at MIT and research, and he's a wonderful mentor for his, you know, doctoral students and uh, postdocs and everything. And I love, you know, coaching and, and mentoring where I am at uh, Mass General Hospital, in addition to taking care of my patients. I'm glad you mentioned the word service because I've heard you say before, it, it's not just a career or a job for you and Jim. It, it, it feels like giving back is a key part of what you do. You've spent three decades now at MGH in Boston, and you said there's a similarity between the way college coaches recruit and the way you recruit primary care physicians. How are they most similar? Oh my gosh. Well, I'll tell you, I started recruiting for primary care physicians just about four years ago. And the first year that I was doing it, um, I don't think I realized how important um, little touches are, or just like that extra email or, you know, just checking in. And so right after I started doing it, I recruited, let's say like three primary care physicians into this program, lost a couple. I'm very competitive. Like I didn't realize that, you know, the competitive juices, you know, like especially Master General and the Brigham, I know we're, you know, partners, but some couple of the folks I was recruiting stayed at the Brigham and didn't even come over to MGH. And I was just like, man. And then at the same time, my son, as I mentioned, my daughter ran at MIT, was all American, academic, all American. And, and so I watched that a little bit, but then when my son was being recruited to Duke, I just saw the love that's needed, you know, the availability, the phone call, how much, you know, not that my son needed that, but like he certainly appreciated it. And so did we as parents. And so that next year, you know, we got some, the Brigham, uh, the next crop, I got some Brigham folks to come over to MGH. And once you do that and show them the love, make sure they have a fulfilling, like satisfying career, then they're the best ones helping me to recruit uh, additionally. And so right now we're kicking off our uh, PCP recruiting season to, with senior residents to hire them for the summer. But, um, but oh yeah, definitely. I feel like that uh, just adds a charge in, uh, to my career. I mean, I love uh, taking care of my patients 25, 27 years now, take care of their kids or grandkids even. So that's the beauty, you know, the return on the investment of primary care is the longer these relationships are. So I'm very fortunate for that. But in the last few years, I totally love throwing myself into uh, recruiting and trying to get the best and the brightest and those who care, you know, and want to stay with it. It's hard to recruit in primary care. Uh, we don't have as many folks heading into that path, but we're trying to change that, trying to make primary care a more attractive career, uh, more doable, because at the end of the day, 
you know, we just have to make sure it's not only fulfilling, which is what I used to try to, but just sustainable. And as everybody knows, coming off the pandemic, um, these residents have been through the ringer, you know, and so just understanding the trauma that they've gone through in their training um, that nobody was prepared for, and they, they've they come out the other end pretty well. But so I definitely love the nurturing and caring for uh, these new, my, my new pups, I call them, and I have a career development course for them. Kevin, I could take up the, re you won't even be able to uh, interview anybody <laughs> else. I could go on and on. I'm going to stop there, but I, I love what I get to do. That's perfect. I, I, I love to hear that. I can hear the passion in your voice for what you're doing. And you mentioned staying connected to the college in Worcester, you know, going back for Coach K's celebration in a couple weeks. How do you and Jim feel most connected to Holy Cross to this day? I would definitely say it's through our close, close uh, friends that are our Holy Cross, you know, buddies. And I think just about all of them were men and women on the track and field team. And again, it's just so fun, Kevin, that, you know, when our kids were racing, so Katie it was like three years ahead. So there's many years that, that we were at, you know, Reggie Lewis track for high school and we would see our old buddies, right? You know, everybody's looking a little grayer, a little older, a little, you know, but just the same relationships there. So I guess I would just say we, we continue to be connected just because we're always getting together. It's a, we're, we are now empty nesters. Our, our son is, like I said, at Duke, our daughter graduated and is in grad school. So we're not at those uh, track and field meets as much. But like I said, we didn't miss getting back there for our 35th uh, this spring and saw a whole bunch of folks. And definitely as we get older and have uh, more time, I think, do that work-life balance, uh, we'll be getting back to the cross more often. And lastly, Mary, I have to ask you, with, with all of your accomplishments, what advice would you try and pass down to student athletes today at Holy Cross? Wow, Kevin, that's a great question. I would have to say that just, you know, it gets used a lot these days, but I think paying attention to self-care and, and well-being. And so I just think it's so important to have balance. And so I think that, I think what both Jim and I did was, I mean, we were also uh, class officers and, you know, involved in other activities. So I think that that's the key thing, um, you know, staying engaged. There's, you know, a tendency to just hole up and isolate and just try to get a paper done or get your work done. I think that, you know, you got to be in it for the long haul and you got to like what you're doing and you have to learn early how to manage your time and how to, you know, just roll with the, with the ups and downs. Right. I mean, I think my husband did, does a great talk um, about, you know, dealing with failure, right. Cause a lot of folks, you know, they get to Holy Cross and they've always done great. They were a great athlete, a great musician, a great, theater person, great student. And then you get everybody look left, look right. Everybody's also awesome. So not everybody's going to be at the top all the time and just preparing yourself for that and um, being like forgiving of yourself too, I think. But that would be it, Kev. I think it's just so important to kind of not get too pulled into like, you just got to keep that broader perspective. And if folks aren't doing athletics or physical activity, um, I just think that that's so important for mental health. And so I'm a big advocate, even with my patients, trying to get folks to go for a walk, you know, with a buddy if they can. But uh, I just think that physical activity is so key, um, even if you're not competing. So I definitely think that that's sort of a secret to helping people um, with their mental health in addition to the physical health. That's excellent. Mary, thank you so much for sharing your Seder stories. It, it's really unique in the way that you found your life partner, you, you built this tremendous life together, and, and Holy Cross 
clearly still plays a major part in your life today. And, and best of luck as you recruit that next generation of oh. primary care physicians. We need them now more than ever. Oh, you bet, Kev. You bet. All right. Take care. And thank you so much. This is such an honor and a privilege to join you today. Take care. Thank you so much. Thank thank you you all for listening to Seder Stories. Please subscribe to our show on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And if you'd be so kind, leave us a five-star rating and review. It's still the best way for fellow crusaders to find our shows. Thanks again for tuning in to Seder Stories. I'm Kevin Gale. Go Cross Go. Thank you for listening to this episode of Seder Stories, presented by UMass Memorial Health. Stay in the loop on all things Holy Cross Athletics at GoHolyCross.com and at GoHolyCross on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Go Cross Go!